Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazrowski outside, currently looking at a few clouds. You've got 31 degrees in Buffalo. The state looking to change the rules when it comes to DWI. WBEN's Tom Puckett fills us in on the plan and how people who deal with DWI cases are reacting. Governor Hochul's budget proposal calls for the DWI threshold to be dropped from .08 to .05. Attorney Steve Boyd says this could help reduce the number of drunk driving deaths each year. I recall, Tom, the last time they lowered it from what was .1, we were seeing 25,000 deaths in drunk driving accidents a year. Now we're seeing 17,000 deaths in drunk driving accidents a year. Attorney Arthur Pressman believes this move is political. He says many people are not drinking and driving to the extent they're impaired or intoxicated, but he notes some lightweights may have to think twice about one for the road. I've had clients who are 110, 120 pounds who have two drinks, and they are above that .05. So I think that those are the people that have to be more conscious of... Uh, what they're drinking and uh, how much they're drinking. Will a lower limit lead to more arrests? Hear Pressman's thoughts online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Just uh, one of the things we're watching when it comes to the state budget. You'll hear more coming up at the bottom of the hour. The state's plan to do away with natural gas was talked about in the city. Brayton Wilson has more coming up at 5.30. The parents of a wrestler at Starpoint High School filing a lawsuit against the District Board of Education and superintendent, they claim their son is one of the wrestlers accused of inappropriate conduct that led to cancellation of the team's season and removal from school. The lawsuit argues the district didn't provide a reason why their son was deemed an immediate threat to other students. They're asking for their son to be allowed to return to class and other activities. The Supreme Court heard arguments yesterday on a challenge to President Biden's massive student debt forgiveness plan. The court's conservatives clearly signaled that they want to get to the merits of this case and that they think President Biden has gone too far with this massive $400 billion student loan forgiveness plan and that for such a sweeping plan with so much taxpayer money at stake, uh, Congress has to approve such huge sums. That's really what uh, the justices were signaling. That is Washington correspondent Terry Moran. We'll be going inside some of the arguments that were laid out yesterday with Paul Cambria later on this morning. The Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority's plan to get rid of and rebuild 
the Marine Drive Apartments on Buffalo's waterfront going before the public for the first time yesterday. WBEN's Max Ferry was there. With brand new developments on the way for residents of the Marine Drive Apartments, citizens gathered in the cramped community room of the complexes to get some insight of the vision of the architects and the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority, as well as give feedback on what they want to see for this upcoming project. I just want to live in a nice place, to tell you the truth. I want to live in an apartment where I don't have to open every window because it's overheating to the point that we're going to pass out. I don't want to come into a building that smells like sewage, where people that come to visit me, I have to be embarrassed. I want a nice apartment. I work very hard, and I feel like we deserve it. My daughter's disabled. You know, I would like a bathroom where she can actually go into the bathroom with her walker or her wheelchair, and she actually fits. Barbara Aviles, 14-year resident of the Marine Drive Apartments. Another concern for residents is the fear of being displaced, but that's not going to be a factor. So it's really looking at what do you build first? So there's a parking lot right now that's between Marine Drive and the Skyway, and it's saying that if a building is built there first that has about 300 units on it, then residents can move there and are not displaced off the site. And so there's always a site first that can be built and people can move from each site into the new construction and never have to be displaced off the site during the process. Architect Ashley Walton with Urban Design Associates, one of the three companies in charge of the design of the project. A draft presentation is next on the agenda for the groups working on the project. That's this Thursday from 6 to 7 at the Seneca One Tower. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. FBI Director Christopher Wray now publicly confirming that his agency, along with the Energy Department, believes that more than likely COVID originated in a Chinese lab. The FBI director suggesting to Fox News Channel that China is responsible for countless COVID deaths. You're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab that killed millions of Americans, and that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed for. Director Christopher Ray saying COVID was most likely a lab leak and that China's doing all it can to prevent investigators from confirming that. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. All right, so there's the uh, latest. There's still more information coming out, and uh, not just the lab, but TikTok as well. A lot of talk about China in Washington yesterday. The FAA says there's been another close call on a runway. This one happening Monday night at Boston's Logan Airport. The FAA says that a Learjet took off without clearance as a JetBlue flight was landing on an intersecting runway. In air traffic control recordings, the pilots of the Learjet can be heard being told to hold short of the runway, to wait there. The audio from live ATC, but the FAA says those pilots continued onto the runway and took off without clearance. Rolling down a runway intersecting the one at JetBlue, Embraer 190 did have clearance to be on as it was landing, a controller telling JetBlue to go around. Runway heading up to, uh, sorry, we're sitting in the altitude. The FAA is describing it as a close call and says it's investigating. Alex Stone, EBC News. Doesn't it seem like we're hearing a lot more well, of yeah, these? Yeah, more and more happening across the country. Uh, all right, and now to our Sabres. Columbus shut the door on the Sabres last night. Buffalo will bring it up with Tage Thompson to center ice. Splits oh. the D. Thompson walks in. Deeks. Oh, what a save by Elvis. Merzlikens with the glove save on Tage Thompson, who looked to be about to break open another highlight reel goal. And then he goes to the referee to showcase what might have been a high stick. 
Big change from Sunday's game at the arena against the Capitals. Uh, Tage Thompson did score last night, but the Sabres fell to the Blue Jackets 5-3. to three. They go from playing the worst team in the league to the best. Buffalo is in Boston tomorrow night. Going to be a tough one as the Sabres look to uh, make up some more ground in the playoff race. Uh, trade deadline's this Friday, so that'll be the last game before the trade deadline tomorrow night. Patrick Kane on the move yesterday going from Chicago to the New York Rangers. So how about that? The uh, Buffalo boy on his move uh, back to New York State, not in Buffalo, but over to New York. The Rangers are in Buffalo twice this month, so that'll be a hot, you know, always a hot ticket. He would come to town once a year, and now the Sabres are going to see him three times before the end of the season, uh, twice at home, Uh, and that begins a week from this upcoming Saturday. Now about this, a rare feat on the music charts for Taylor Swift. It's 10 for Taylor Swift. As of the most recent Billboard album chart, Taylor Swift has 10 albums in the top 200. Her current disc, Midnight's, at number three. All the way down to her third album, 2010's Speak Now, at 192. She's only the second woman with 10 simultaneous albums in the top 200. Whitney Houston did it in 2012 following her death. The deaths of David Bowie and Prince also got 10 or more of their albums on the list at the same time. And the Beatles have done it three times, once in 2014 and twice in 2010. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy skies, some scattered rain and snow showers through early this afternoon with temperatures in the low 40s, milder across the southern tier. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy skies, overnight lows near 30. We head into your Thursday, mostly cloudy, highs near 40 degrees, a quiet day. Friday, snow arrives, mixing with some rain and some sleet, especially south of Buffalo. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, Buffalo Common council member Mitch Nowakowski and we're talking about a number of issues that the common council was mentioning yesterday during their meeting Mitch thanks for being on with us uh, among them is the state's energy policy and some of the proposals included in the state budget to turn away from natural gas what exactly was the council looking to do yesterday in terms of just asking questions about the policy First, thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, we had a busy day in, in council and, and city hall yesterday, and it was really a robust conversation where energy advocates were able to come in and brief council members on what is in the state law from their purview and what they've been working on um, in the nonprofit sector. And uh, it was important for council members to hear that side of the argument because climate change. Uh, we have to face it is is a crisis that we have to deal with in our lifetime. We can we can see it everywhere through uh, our extreme weather uh, and through uh, you know a lot of things that we're facing now. And we also were able to convey to those advocates that we have residents and who have concerns about the conversion of gas stoves to electric and uh, from more uh, to the level of you know what does this this conversion look like to everyday people. And I think a lot of folks from Allentown or to Broadway Fillmore are saying, okay, well, once this is a requirement by 2030, what does that look like? Do we get, um, you know, are there punitive measures or how much does this cost? And uh, energy advocates said, well, it oftentimes will come with a program. But a lot of folks are saying, well, who qualifies for that program? Who implements that program? Uh, Where is the money dispensed from? So as a city lawmaker, oftentimes I tell a lot of folks is, that it's it's we have to implement a lot of the things that the state does. So 
uh, you know, from words just in legislation um, coming down to the city of Buffalo oftentimes look like two different things. So we were able to have a, a good discussion, but I know in two weeks uh, state agencies will also be there to talk about the bill as well. All right. I know there were a lot of questions. There's not a lot of answers on this, but really, what can the council do with respect to this? Good question. The council can really just try to get to the bottom of it when and then holding you know people accountable and making sure that they come to chambers to explain this and and really bring in our state leaders who have a vote on this to come down here and explain this to the mutual constituents that that we have. The ideas that you heard yesterday, there were a lot of advocates for this policy who were speaking before the council. I, did any kind of stick with you? I, I, what is like your main sticking point when thinking about this policy? You know, for some people, they keep talking about gas stoves. For some people, they're talking about the furnace in 2030 for existing homes. How am I going to replace it and, you know, find a way to heat my home? What about this policy sticks out in your mind? For me, it is the can the grid hold uh, you know this conversion. So if we're adding to the to, to the grid, you know we've seen where we where power was knocked out during a blizzard. So if everything's being converted to electricity, can the grid and our infrastructure uh, withstand that for the future? You know these goals are great, and and I would love to see them achieved. But are the mechanics and the infrastructure there to to withstand the electrical grids? Uh, Mitch. Uh, the demolition and the rebuilding of the Marine Drive apartments. There was a public meeting on this last evening. I mean, I'm understanding that no one is going to be displaced. They're going to build a new building first. But how is all of this going to play out? Yeah, yesterday I attended that public meeting and the temperatures were, were hot. Um, you know, I think a lot of constituents in the Marine Drive are, are very sensitive to being displaced or what that looks like. And, um, you know, change is hard. But when we were going through the proposals of what demolition looks like and the fact that um, they'll, be, they'll be rebuilding a building um, and then they'll have uh, they'll construct two other towers so folks will only have to move once and I think that eases a lot of people's minds um, but it is a $400 million project so a lot of my residents uh, that I have in Marine Drive are apprehensive of you know is this real and, and, and uh, if it is real you know, can they have a really, you know, upfront process of what this looks like? And, you know, I want a lot of people to know, especially in Western New York, is that when Marine Drive was built 70 years ago, the waterfront didn't look like it the way it did. And as water, the waterfront redevelops, it's a jewel for everybody. And there has to be an element of affordability on the waterfront because it's really for uh, everyone to enjoy and reside regardless of your income. I, does it change? You mentioned the changing nature of the waterfront. If we are talking about new buildings at Marine Drive and, you know, kind of going in place with what's at the waterfront now as opposed to decades ago, I, does that change it at all? You mentioned affordability. Is it going to be the same type of affordability that people are accustomed to at Marine Drive or does it look different? But two things. Uh, the first is you bring up a good point that as the waterfront um, has been developed, it's important that when the marine drive buildings are built, that they're used with materials that reflect uh, a large amount of the, the characteristics that are around it. You want it to, to blend right into the waterfront. And the second is is that there are 616 uh, apartments that BMHA has 
promised that they would maintain as affordable, which is 30% of someone's income uh, for their rent and utilities. That's that affordability component. And I'm working on a resolution now to make sure that we can have BMHA and the Board of Commissioners pass and adopt a uh, an agreement that promises that because my, what my fear is, is that, you know, in 20, 30 years, as you know, those 616 current occupants either leave or, or move on or aren't that in that apartment, that that number gets starting to trickle down to what is maintained as affordable. And, you know, I, I also would go back to the history that, you know, in 1920s and 30s, they were the Dante Place projects and people were living amongst a polluted and abandoned canal, and that's where the city put put the city's poor because nobody wanted to live in the waterfront. So now that it's redeveloped and it's seeing, uh, you know, commerce and entertainment, you don't just say, oh, well, see you later. You know, poor people don't deserve to live here. That's just not right. And so preserving that, that component to making sure that everyone can afford to live on the waterfront and having that option in the, in the an element in the redevelopment is super important to me. And uh, mixed-use developments and, and mixed-use communities actually oftentimes uh, sustain longer. And that's what uh, building up an urban core is all about, is that diversity from uh, not only cultural identity, but to, to socioeconomically. What is the timeline that we're looking at for the start of construction on that? For the first phase, developers are looking at for the, the third quarter of the next year, but there's still environmental reviews and plans that need to get done. So I think that that is uh, that that might be a little bit too early, a little bit too ambitious. But definitely by the next by the you know next year, uh, late fall, there will be more concrete uh, plans for the first tower to be built. The council also taking a look at what's going on with Shays. What does the city want to hear from Shays? See from Shays going forward? Yeah, they will be in chambers uh, two weeks from. Uh, yesterday uh, to the next uh, community development meeting. And, you know, the council and council president, Darius Bridget and myself, read what was going on in Shays like everybody else. And uh, Shays is a city-owned building and it's a city asset. So once we saw things uh, play, we, we began to get concerned. And then when we saw M&T Bank pull out as, as a prime sponsor, that really was a red flag to us because, you know, this is Buffalo. M&T is, is a premier bank um, in the, in this region. So, you know, if, if they had pulled out funding, we thought that they had lost confidence. So as a city asset, it's our oversight and responsibility to make sure uh, that that management is, uh, you know, resolving issues and, and then really redirecting the shift after uh, after some issues that, that happened. Will Shea's management be at that meeting in two weeks? They will. Yeah. And it's my hope that that they take the opportunity to, you know, restore the faith of of the city of Buffalo and, and, and council members that you know they are uh, you know hiring new people and, and implementing a new you know a new management plan and that they have the structure in place to really lead really one of the regions in our city's most uh, greatest assets. I mean, a lot of people in downtown Buffalo, when it comes down to restaurants or hotels, Airbnbs, um, you know, rely on the activity that comes from Shays and. And Shays is just is in is in our blood, and, and, and a lot of Western New Yorkers and, and Buffalonians patron that. That's nine thirty in seven one six. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.